Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast remotely. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Um, how are you? Um, you know what? It's been a pretty good week. Uh, well, it's it's a mixed bag of week. Yesterday, my uh, my first niece on my uh, on my family side was born. Oh, uh, my brother and his wife. Uh, they had their little girl. Her name's Maeve, um, which is incredible. I'm I, I have I think ten nieces and nephews on Mikey's side. Okay, but um, none of your. But this side. is my first side on on my my biological family. So it's. It's amazing. It's also fucking heartbreaking because I, you can't. I don't it. know when I'll get to meet her. Yeah. My this is my parents' first grandkid, and right. they don't know when they're going to get to. It's oh. I, I, I'm thrilled. Like all I can ask for is that she's healthy. Maggie right. is healthy. That's all that matters. Um, I'm I'm thrilled for this, but it's it's rough, man. I yeah. I, I want to meet my niece. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna hopefully, Ooh, hopefully okay. soon. Hopefully soon. Yeah, it's all good. Better the birth than the other side of things, right? Like exactly. you know, so yeah. Well, good. Congratulations! Yeah. How exciting. Yeah, I'm. You are gonna be babysitting one hell of a lot. I give it a year. <laughs> I mean, I hope I would love to. I hope my dog is very good with human children, Famous. which I tell Hammond all the time. I think Dottie would be a very good babysitter of Hammond's human children. Uh, she, my uh, youngest, probably was... bigger than them. Yeah. They they will scream like crazy. I told um, you about the love affair Daddy is having with my next door neighbor, right? Yes, <laughs> I'm obsessed. I'm trying to find a get a picture of them like looking at each other across like the gates oh of God. our balconies because it is going to win a Pulitzer. It's the, <laughs> the most heartwarming thing in the entire world. Anyway, um, anyway, uh, you know what I thing? you know what I discovered this week? Tell me. Answers in Genesis, the creationist people behind Dark Encounter, uh-huh. they are jealous of like Netflix and Hulu getting all the streaming action and everyone's in a it. pandemic, right? And Disney Plus gets all the kids' attention. So they're like, well, we can make our own streaming service. So Stop. they did. Stop. It's called, it's called Answers.TV. It launched today, May 1st. And I was, there's no way I was not one of the first subscribers. Tell me you got like a free trial at least. I did get a free trial and it was still too expensive. (laughs) 
And because it costs you thing. your time, your precious, precious time, precious seconds. Uh, I'll I'll ta- I'll walk you through what you're gonna find if you want to pay the four ninety nine a month subscription. Do not cannot stress that enough. But go ahead. <laughs> um, mostly, I mean, look, this is mostly a chance for Answers in Genesis to just slap all their content somewhere where people might pay for it. because okay. YouTube isn't really their jam. No Can one's I, really watching there. Before you tell me yeah. what's on Answers in Genesis, yeah. I just want to kind of give my perspective of my understanding of what Answers in Genesis is versus yes. what I understand like major streaming productions to yeah. be. So Go when I log it. on to a Hulu, a, a, a Netflix, a Amazon Prime, I'm expecting to have a wide array of choices of fiction and nonfiction broadcasting to watch of all different kinds of things that I can entertain myself or my parents or my hypothetical children. Um, My understanding of answers in Genesis is always just that sort of two shot of two people behind a table taking calls. You're talking about answers news, their YouTube call like news show. Um, where yeah, it's just, oh, there's more to it than that. Uh, there's a little more to it because Ken Ham, the head creationist, does a lot of lectures, and that's kind of the thing they put out there. Creationist oh, lectures, brother. He can't but, do five dollars worth of lectures per month. <laughs> well, you said a thing like when you log on to Netflix, the thing that anyone would be paying for is this wide array, right? Well, when you're talking about these people who are in completely anti-choice like that extends to everything they do so (laughs) no that was a bad show you're welcome you're welcome so they don't it's just their content it's it's ken ham's lectures it's Mm -hmm. the other creationist lectures it's the um homeschooling curriculum videos that they've made over the years the worst iteration of the ted talk app Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, okay, Bill Nye and Ken Ham did their debate, like, six years ago, and he's still been yeah. flogging that for years. Um, Like, Bill Nye moved on one week after that was done and moved <laughs> on to other projects. Ken Ham is still milking this debate. Well, he what put that... What was that? 2014. Well, he, he slapped... Me. He, I don't mind that he put the debate up there, because it's, like, the biggest thing that draws people to them, yeah. I'm sure, one of the things. But it says uncensored science bill nye debates ken ham okay i saw that tweet yeah what does uncensored mean it means nothing i i looked at what they were putting out there it's just the two and a half hour debate from start to finish there's nothing nobody says like actually fuck you dude yeah no one takes off anything there is nothing here that is new or different or uncensored about it's not that anything was ever censored right so what are you doing but okay, that's no, the one thing I mean, I'm like, I, mean, here's I know. Here's where I'm going to disagree with you. Yeah. The thing that the internet and streaming services are lacking are two white guys arguing about something kind of ethereal and not specific. I it's, think that's a problem. You literally with the just described Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's one I did not know I was going to encounter because, like, I knew the debate would be on there. They had a young woman who did this let's say mini series. I think that's generous, but she did like a series of videos. And I think here's what they're going for. Let's get a young woman in front of the camera who globe trots and is like a missionary and visits other countries. And she will document her journey. That's the premise. Can this be the next step in the friendly atheist podcast that you just send me around the world? And I just like, Hey, huh? 
I'm I'll, a white person in places. Ever yeah, heard of that? I'll I'll pull out all of my podcasting money there. And, <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing, though. Like one episode was the one where she visits a college evolution class. But wait. What? But wait. Okay. Here's the description, the teaser text under the episode. As a Christian student attending secular university. She's a student? How old is she? Well, she's a college age. She's a Christian student attending secular university. We don't learn the name. I had every reason to be nervous after reading the professor's first email. Any student who rejected evolutionary human origins, the letter stated, should reconsider taking the class. What kind of war zone was I about to enter? She's so brave. I know. So brave. She's like the Joan of Arc of the 21st century. (laughs) So I was thinking, okay, interesting. What is she going to do? Hidden camera her way into a lecture hall and like expose this class? No, it's just her sitting and talking to the camera and saying just like exactly recapping. yes. And and not oh, recapping. Right. Recapping is generous. Recapping would be here's what they taught me, but here's why it's wrong because I'm a creationist. She didn't do that. It's okay. just like they tried teaching evolution, but I spoke to a creationist and they steered me back on the right track. I'm like, that's, and that was like a 10 minute episode. And I'm like, hmm, well. So again, not to like. There are many episodes belt. of this. Anybody who watched that could have just watched a TED Talk and been like, this is what You could have seen it on YouTube, which is what I don't get. I'm like, that. I, I, get, I get why if you were the student, I'm not even knocking her because like she didn't do anything wrong here. Literally. I don't, I'm yeah. not knocking her. If she put that up on YouTube saying this is my journey, I'd be like, whatever, not for me. I don't care. But this makes it sound like Answers in Genesis paid this girl to take her little trips everywhere. And all it is is her saying like, Yes, I went to Africa and I Christianed my way everywhere. And then the episode ends and it's like I I got nothing out of it. Okay. They had a they had a uh the the teaser image, the graphic for another show. It was called The Homosexual War, a biblical view with a pride flag. And I'm like, "Well, all right. Now yes, this yes, documentary. Yes, 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 this should yes. be good. Nope, it's just another lecture that someone was giving about the gay." Oh god damn it. But the teaser text, but the teaser text said, they'll challenge us how to reconsider how we should engage in the homosexual war that has been thrust upon us. Mm. Mm. Okay, Mm -hmm. another lecture, because they had a whole, you know how like Netflix has action, adventure, like whatever, drama. Genres in the industry. Genres. Uh, Their genres on Answers TV is like lectures, kids. Eh, that's kind of it. But one of the, they they actually had a science section, which made me laugh because here's what one of their science (laughs) section videos are. You would, it would have been funny if just as a Easter egg for me, they just left it empty. But here's another lecture they had. Does science support a flat earth? It was a lecture where a creationist. Tell me everything. A creationist is saying those people are science deniers and they are ridiculous. And he said it with a straight face. Okay. That was a real thing. Wait, I didn't get to my favorite. No, don't you move on until I've addressed this. (laughs) Yes. They're making fun of the flattery. You said it and I let it wash over me and I don't think I like and digested it the way it yeah. deserved. So these the creationists, creationists yes. are calling scientists 
Science deniers? Yeah, they're calling... Well, they do call scientists science deniers because they're doing the science wrong. Uh-huh. But they're also uh-huh. calling flat earthers science deniers. Oh, because, okay. Because why would you believe in a flat earth? There's nothing realistic about that. And they Wait, say this with a straight face. rooted in biblical... It can be, but the ones who are online and on YouTube and spreading the conspiracy theory don't do it based on the Bible. They do it based on facts, such as when I'm looking at like a ship going further, it, I don't know, I, falls I, off. I have it plugged doesn't... this before, and I will plug this until the day I die. On Onoros and Carrie, there's a whole series that they talk to flat earthers, one specifically where Ross goes to, I think it's called the, Sultan Sultan Lake or something like that that he goes with a bunch of flat earthers to conduct an experiment on oh this is a flat lake and if it goes this far if th- if x happens then it proves y uh, and then x happens and you're like so hard. actually <laughs> No because they they want to be like scientists but they have no knowledge of what that means Well but here's so- what Here's my thought on this kind of thing. And and I feel like we're what we're going through right now with the, with this COVID thing is sort of a um it's really analogous analogous now not even close. Analogous? No, no, but I am enjoying this. And wait. It's an analogy. Analogous. Analogous. Not even. No, it's analog what is it? Say it. Analogous? Analogous. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> Jeopardy champ, it baby. Similar to what we're dealing with now. Right. Fuck. With COVID. With I COVID. hate being stupid on this podcast. To COVID. It's, because yeah. it is people who say they are pro-science, but f- do not trust scientists. Right. Because for right. whatever reason, they, and, and I think somewhat rightly so, they say science should be able to be recreated. And so if this is true, I should be able to prove that it's true, which is fair. Until you realize that, like, you don't have population studies the way scientists do. There's right. just something you don't wild know do about being pro-quote-unquote science, but anti-scientists. That is a bananas way to look at the world. Yes. Okay, so my favorite thing on the entire uh, Answers TV was they had a kids section, and they had, like... N is for Noah, which is like a three-minute video, five-minute video of running through the alphabet. Like A is for this, B is for this, but telling your the Noah's Ark story. Any oh, this. hell no. I'm trying to like not dumb them down. Um, but I was watching through it, and most of it's just, it's kids in the video saying like A is for Adam doing whatever. Okay, whatever. B is this for is Bethlehem. Stuff like that. Here's an it's actual... For the camel that brought... Here's an actual one. Jesus. K, K is for K. Okay, oh, is in Kevin. P, yeah. K is for new. K-N-E-W. K is for new. Like we knew that yes. God wasn't real because <laughs> we read history books? Yes. Um, I think they were referring to like the tree of knowledge in Adam and Eve, but fucking knowledge then Hammett. <laughs> I would have made the same argument then, which is if the only reason you would do this alphabet thing is to try to teach kids like like C is for cat because it has the same sound. If you say K is for new, your kids are confused. It's so 
against the point of what you're trying to do, even if it's technically correct. Heaven, this is you talking as a parent, and I've never related to you less. <laughs> okay, wait. But and I kept going in that same for knowledge Because new, I would argue, knowledge is terrible. also would also not bad. work. Yes, it's bad. Okay, you talk, with, I'm going to think of a better K word. Kangaroo. You have fucking Noah. Put a kangaroo on the R. K is for kangaroo. We're done. Move on. Uh, okay. But they can't, but they really struggle with <clears throat> kangaroos and things like that that only exist on Australia because Oh no, they made their way to oh, the ark. Oh yeah, that's how they all just flew there magically. Okay, wait. X X oh, wait, is wait, for wait, wait, yes, wait, 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 let me yes, guess. Yes. Um usually it's X-ray on shit that I've seen, but I'm going to sure. say X is for um, Deus Ex Machina because they Ooh. don't want those kids to be lazy storytellers. X is for explode. Hey, Hemet, explode doesn't start with X. Don't worry. Also, they what made does the explode whole- have to do with the Bible? I don't know. The Big know. Bang? All right. No, it's there's literally a guy holding what I can imagine is like a wooden plank to make a pyramid. I don't get why it's explode, but they made the word explode in lowercase letters in the graphic on screen, but X was capitalized. Well, sure. It's <laughs> so it's X is for explode. And then I think they realized their mistake because in another Xylophone. video. That, no, they did X. That's in the Bible. They did X is in extensive. And they did the same thing with the capital X. Sorry, I'm not going to teach a two-year-old the word extensive. That feels yeah. like an uphill battle. It's like they have no idea how to educate children is my point. <laughs> and then in the Adam and Eve story, because they're rhyming stuff, but at some point they literally had this screen that said, brothers and sisters could marry. That's true. And that's the second half of a couplet. But also, oh, what? Wait, we're stop. just plugging incest. I, Four ninety nine a month for answer TV. Literally, it says brothers can marry sisters because they're trying to explain where Adam and Eve's kids found wives. Oh, bro! Here's the thing: is here's the thing. I didn't consider the if Adam and Eve were married and they were the only humans, where did their kids find spouses? I didn't yeah. consider that until I was in my twenties. So, like. <laughs> So, like, if I'm three. And the answer is incest. That's what Ken Ham wants to teach the kids. I mean, it's not like they put a smiley face or a wink after it. They just put it out there. See, that is what I would call an unforced error. (laughs) The whole thing is unforced error. So, that was my foray into Answers TV, and then I canceled my free trial. Yikes. How long is that a week trial or a month trial, bud? It is a week trial. I do have it for another, I do have it for like another five days. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe oh okay. So I know we're supposed to watch um whatever garbage um Kirk movie, Cameron movie. Kirk yeah. Cameron movie. I would not be opposed to watching something off that <laughs> and, and well, recording a podcast about that. The instead. weird thing is other than the lectures, which are like an hour, hour and a yeah, half or something. That all the other shows that they have are pretty quick. They're like eight minutes long. It it feels these are all YouTube videos that clearly didn't get any traction on YouTube, so they slapped them on here. By the way, and you can tell from the coding, if you go to Netflix, it's clearly like Netflix content. Like you can't just download it from Netflix, right? All of the answers TV content is Vimeo videos that they just embedded on the site. But 
it's not it's it's so it's not like they even so the entire point of having a streaming platform it well the entire point of making money on a streaming platform is you have you can't get it anywhere else yeah you have the sole uh like proprietary stuff proprietary yes exactly and i mean it's not vimeo that like i can download or share the link or anything it is specially embedded on the site but still i'm just like you just put your vimeo videos on here and most of the content's on youtube anyway okay anyway do you want to give an Ooh. over-under on how long that's going to last? They oh, said okay. a donor paid for it. Like a donor wanted to see them do it and gave them the money they needed to build the infrastructure for the website. Like Ken Ham said this on the website. So I don't know who the donor is and how much money they got. But as long as that guy's paying for it, here's what I don't think is going to happen. I can't imagine they're going to get the money you need to sustain a site like that on its own. Because even for creationists... I honestly, I'm not sure what you're finding there that you can't already find on their website or through other means. Well, and if it was a, I guess the best case scenario would be like, if it was a Christian children's channel, because I know, especially right now, parents are looking for a lot of content to like occupy their kids with Mm because they don't have friends they can hang out with so it would make sense that they're like okay we have veggie tales writ large like right we right. Have if you buy the cetera, content the only thing that they brought in from outside are ray comfort's preaching videos which are 10 minutes and they're all like him doing man on the street interviews like anyone yeah. who's listening to this i'm sure has seen him on youtube but like that's it that's the only outside thing they brought you know what i was just thinking about the other day is um when we talked about ray comfort's movie that i can't remember the, the name anti-gay of. one yeah that featured people who were pro gay rights yes <laughs> and we we talked about it on this show and we trashed it and then we interviewed one of the actors who i i still talk to once in a while yeah and ray comfort sent me via you <laughs> a like package of like a fruit like he did- housewarming package basically yeah and they yeah. were i swear to cry the best fucking pairs i've ever had <laughs> so I what have- i'm saying is can we drag him more so he'll send me more pairs because they were <laughs> genuinely very and i thanked him on twitter like it didn't have-, have a passive aggressive note unless you like took it out before you gave it to me no it was no 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 genuinely <laughs> I, have- fruit. I have played middleman for ken ham's fruit baskets many a time <laughs> i don't mind I will say, of all the people we mock, he's one of the few that is genuinely easy to reach and easy to talk to. There's not a lot of them. Yes. I Anyway. I, and I was going to say, he's not a bad guy. I don't know what it means to be a bad guy anymore. <laughs> Any, like, I just don't fucking know. But listen, anyone who sends me fucking pair, like, really good. I cannot stress this. It's not very good pairs. <laughs> so I swear, there are, there are other things I wanted to talk about today. But that one was just the most amusing. Okay, okay. here's one that is totally serious. Here, And I didn't see this coming, but... Uh, okay, Canada. Uh, there's a custody battle over kids. Mom and dad, we don't know who they are. They go by initials in court documents, so we don't know who they are. Uh, the parents um, and the kids do? Correct. So they're, all an- they're all anonymous to me. But here's what we know in this case. There are two... Uh, they must have gotten married a while ago. They had three kids... All three of them are under the age of five. Oof. Um, yeah, so they're they're young and now they're getting divorced. Okay, fine, that happens. That's between them. The question that they could not, I guess, figure out 
is who gets to decide the religious upbringing of these kids. Because if you can't settle on that yourselves, then the court needs to decide that for you. And it turns out- be the first time this has come up. No, it turns out both of them were Christian when they got married and they both still are. But a couple of years ago, like in 2015, the dad started watching Steven Anderson and Roger Jimenez, who are those independent fundamentalist Baptist preachers. You'll know Steven Anderson if you see his videos. But these are the guys who say things like, I'm quoting Anderson here, if you executed the homos like God recommends, you wouldn't have all this AIDS running rampant. He said... I'm going to be honest. This was the opposite direction I thought we were going to be uh-huh. going. Oh, I no, defo no, no. thought this it was not- going to be Christian versus atheist. No, no, I, I know. No. Um, Anderson has also said that... I'm sorry, Jimenez, his acolyte, has also said like after the Pulse nightclub massacre, he told his congregation that the real tragedy, no. quote was no. that more of them didn't die. Oh, yeah. fuck. Anderson, by the way, goes around the so world preaching. Painful. He's been banned from 34 countries for hate speech. Like, can't step foot in their countries. You said so he's anyway, Canadian? Uh, Anderson is not. Anderson and Jimenez are in the U.S. But oh, dad, okay. this Canadian dad, started watching their videos in 2015. Got brainwashed, basically. He's mm-hmm. part of their cult now. Mm-hmm. And so this is... This is the point of contention between the mom and him. She is, let's just say, straight up regular Christian. He's, yeah, yeah, he's just crazy brainwashed, anti-gay, I think gay people need to be executed Christian. And this is the problem because she says he cannot have religious say in what happens to our kids because he's going to like mess them up. And so this is what a judge had to decide. By the way, in addition to the anti-gay stuff, these guys, the independent fundamentalist Baptist preachers, they also think a woman's place is in the home. She should just Mm -hmm. cook clean, obey her husband at all times, uh, things like that. By the way, all they of got them. divorced. This sounds like a really cool Shocking. person to be married um, to. All of I should add, all of those IFB people say we would never kill gay people. We want the government to do it. We would never sure. do it though. So we they would are like murder somebody, but if they died, we would meh, throw a right. parade. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, uh 2018, uh, they got separated. Now they're trying to figure out the religious upbringing. So here's what the judge, and again, Canadian law. I don't know Canadian law. This is in British Columbia in the Chilliwack Provincial Court. The judge basically said, you know what? I'm letting the mom make 100% of the religious decisions because he's crazy. She's not. So she gets to do it. And she said, this isn't about religious discrimination. I actually, she actually said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, she doesn't actually care, legally speaking, what the dad believes. He has a right to believe whatever it is he wants to believe. The question is, uh, what is in the kid's best interest? And she said, if the kids listened to their father and adopted his faith positions, they would become social outcasts. And I guess in the courtroom, she even asked the dad, like, and again, I'm paraphrasing. She's like, do you have any friends? And the dad's like, nope. Pretty much when I joined this IFB people, all my friends kind of went away. No. And, and so basically, I mean, that's an honest answer. But she's like, sure. well, yeah, all your friends are running away because you're insane. And I don't and want don't that want to happen to your kids. kids. And by the way, she also said, um, she asked him, I think, too, like, well, if we gave you alone time with the kids because you're their father, 
are you going to preach to them? Because you cannot, because this ruling says mom. And of course he is. And he said he would. So they also said, you're not allowed to see the kids alone. You have like a two hour window once a week when you can like go to some neutral place like a McDonald's, which is not weird. Like you can go to McDonald's and see the kids. Your wife is there as well. So she can monitor you. So the wife is there. It's not like a, a third party. Right. Okay. Um, like they're fine. They can deal with their kids. They'll get along. But uh, I was fascinated by this idea that like, wow, he's so brainwashed into Christianity. He will not get to see his kids again. And what I haven't seen yet, but I'm expecting it, is any of those IFB people trying to argue this is a case of Christian persecution. Sure. Yeah, God, that's. Isn't that yeah. weird? I've never seen a story like that. Because again, no, just like you, never. I thought it would be an atheist. Uh, and a Christian arguing over custody. Uh, sure, and it's and it's wild. Or religious be- upbringing, I should say. Yeah. Well, and it's wild because there is no, and I I can only speak for what <laughs> I can only speak for what I assume the U.S. A, a U.S. court would do, but there I can't imagine a world in which parents were raising their kids together to be like homophobic or racist or or whatever and the courts to step in and say like you're gonna fuck up your kids which i would argue is true yeah. but also i very much understand like it's your it's your kids like do what right. you want to with them because that's a very slippery slope right if we're that's exactly you know, right and all the laws are different state to state so it could vary and again i'm not suggesting i know the legal differences here but you're right that's part of the reason i was surprised by what this judge ruled because i i haven't seen that in the u.s whether or not you think the judge ruled correctly um as far as i could tell from the the news stories written about it like a judge saying here's what i'm deciding should happen in uh in regards to religious upbringing because i'm only looking out for the kid's best interest Mm mm-hmm you can rationalize that however you want to rationalize that. No one I read suggested this was religious discrimination. No one suggested she was attacking the father for his beliefs other than saying, look, your beliefs are your beliefs. I'm not getting in the way of that, but it will have a negative impact on the kids just as if uh, name your sin and name your vice. Sure. If, you're, if the dad did that, that's going to hurt the kids. I know, then I we got to take that into consideration. An unpopular uh uh, uh, do it we'll never decision, use it against you I, give us your opinion it's hard okay obviously I think homophobia is abhorrent right yes how uh, tread I find carefully it, <laughs> I, I'm treading extraordinarily carefully uh-huh. it, it, I just don't know how a court can decide what is like what a parent is allowed to impart on their own child. And I'm thinking of that in terms of like, okay, say Mikey and I have a kid and we split up and all of a sudden he's yeah. like super Christian right. and I'm an atheist. Could, could that come back and bite me in the ass of saying like, Oh, well you don't believe in God. Like what are you teaching your children? And, right. I'm, and by the way, I have obviously, seen, obviously, I have obviously seen I'm, I'm saying that like, teaching your kids homophobia is wrong and I cannot stress that enough. Right. But I, there's the something scenario to you the idea read. of like, if you have kids with a partner and you disagree on world philosophies, 
shouldn't that between be between like shouldn't they spend a weekend with their shitty dad and then they come back and say well dad says like god hates fags or whatever and yeah. you say actually here's you know your aunt leah and your aunt amanda they're great people this is this is what gay people are they're not you know what i mean like in the it, u.s it's different and i have seen stories a little uncomfortable that a yeah. court would step in on that I have seen stories in the U.S. where an atheist parent gets that used against them, but usually it's it's because that becomes a story because you can't do that. Yeah, so. but okay, I'm talking to myself at this point. But like, if if also if again if Mike so so if if you and your wife split up mm-hmm. and your wife also became a white supremacist, right? I think there would absolutely be cause. Oh, right? Would there? I don't know. Legal have question. Had, Someone lawyer. Did I have too much here. wine to like discuss what what like child rearing politics should be? Unclear. I know. Work out your white supremacy issues before the kids come in is the moral of this story. I guess you're right. I guess that's what I should. Maybe yes. Mikey and I should talk a little more about whether brown people are below us. <laughs> there you go. Children. All right. Here's a question for you. Yes. What is the greatest mistake? In the history of humanity. Slavery. Nope. Oh, okay. Um, Try again. You get one more guess. Um, creating cars that are based on gasoline that just like all, all things that travel are deeply destroying our environment. And if we had made a better decision up top, we could have done better now. I'm imagining like a family feud board and they flip, <laughs> they flip the thing and you just ruin the entire board. Okay, no, I'm going to keep um, going. No, no. Good, no, you have to go. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, good, good try. No, good no, try. I'm going to do another one. I'm going to do eh. another one. You um, get one quick okay. one. Okay. Ready? Biggest Ready? mistake in humanity. Women's suffrage. <laughs> Closer. Okay. Um, Dennis Prager, the conservative who does Prager U on YouTube, which is not a U, uh, it's just propaganda for conservatives. He says the lockdown is the greatest mistake in the history of humanity. The COVID lockdown. I'm laughing in human woman, but that's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it. It's it's trying to stay inside in the, of, in the history of ever self-quarantining in the wake not, of a pandemic is the worst mistake ever, ever, ever. Can we talk about the Venn diagram of people who have bunkers full of canned foods and AR-15s and the people who have been at home for five weeks and haven't gotten a haircut and are complaining about it and how that's a circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The worst. The worst. So thing. right now. So me, so I have gone to the Prager, you once every two weeks. <laughs> I have walked outside some, I've hung out with my husband and my dog. I FaceTimed with everybody I love. And that is worse than. Yep. yep. Then, then slavery, the Holocaust, uh, taking the wrong turn and getting the Archduke shot in World War One, like worse the than driver the of the car. Tuskegee experiment, all worse of it. Than the which Holocaust. makes you, which makes you wonder what goes on in the history classes at PragerU. That's the thing. It it, gen- it really, truly is a thing I think about all the time when people go like way over the top about like 
relatively minor inconveniences. All those and, like right wing atheist slash libertarian slash I'm I'm a classical liberal, um, but wait, I'm right wing atheists. Who the fuck oh, are those assholes? You one day I'll introduce you to Twitter. They I exist. Don't, I don't. There's, I can't, there's a I bunch won't. of those people who are like they use the word woke in a sentence uh, as oh, if brother. and they're like feminism goes too far and hey me too went crazy like those people they love dennis prager hey hey hammett just really quick could you give me a percentage of how many of these people are white men they are 100 (laughs) percent um okay yeah that's what i suspected but i just wanted to double check just to clarify uh this is a totally different story uh i just wanted to bring it up because wait that's the end of that story that's the that's it it was one tweet and it was the dumbest thing ever and it's dennis prager so i'm not even surprised that's it that's fine that's That's it uh nigeria there is a Atheist activist named Mubarak Bala. He's the mm-hmm. president of the Humanist Association of Nigeria. He's one of these guys, as far as I can tell, because I don't know him. I have not talked to him. But he's one of those guys that says a lot of provocative things on Facebook about religion. And when so you say provocative, it makes me deeply uncomfortable. Is it, it provocative like, like uh, a thing that you and I would say, or is it like trying no. to toe the line? Like one of those, uh, I'm going to make fun of Islam and Christianity by being a big dick about the stuff they believe. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not enough to say God doesn't exist. It's like, your God is a rapist. That sort of thing. He he posts a lot of that stuff online, which, again, not my thing. I think it takes all kinds, right? Like, it... Eh. I think some people need that kind of shit. They need that sort of slap in the face of, like, if you read the Bible in this way... God is a rapist or whatever. I think some, I can for some see, people, they need that kind of like splash of cold water. I think that I think it has an appeal for those people who have never heard any religious criticism at all. So when someone says this, it feels like, oh, you're saying something brave. Sure. When it just feels like a cheap shot because you just said a, it's like a stand up comedian who swears. It's like you didn't really do anything. You just think you're being edgy. But meh. anyway, I don't actually care about what he writes. The point is, this is kind of his thing on his Facebook page. And I guess he said, and I'm quoting, he said something like Prophet Muhammad is a terrorist. So like, that's the sort of thing I'm talking about. And of course, people complained about it. But here's the thing I want to get at. I don't care about what he said, because people say things I don't love all the time. I say almost constantly. (laughs) Yeah, he was arrested and he was arrested by police in his area of Nigeria. He's still in Nigeria, um, okay. And he's basically handed over to police uh, where they could theoretically say he just committed an act of blasphemy. And it, it's one of those things where, depending on where you live in Nigeria, that could be punishable by death. Now, that's Is an that ex- still a thing in Nigeria? In parts of Nigeria, yes. Fuck, okay. Um, So it kind of depends. Like, where he was arrested is not one of those places, but they handed him over to police in a part of Nigeria where that is a thing. Sure. So right now, the question is, no one knows what's going to happen to this guy because it's... it's, So the entire reason I bring this up is it's very much up in the air. There are groups working on it. There are fundraisers for it um, in order to help him with lawyers and legal fees to work Mm -hmm. through all of this. Um, Like the center for inquiry issued a statement. Many groups did, but center for inquiry issued a statement 
uh, just saying beliefs don't need protection, people do. Ideas mm-hmm. don't need rights, people do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're standing in solidarity with the organizations. No, None of the groups that are defending him are like, we love what he said, we support it. It's more about his right to say it. And again, saying things that are provocative are not a reason to be imprisoned or or executed. Um, so anyway, I wanted to bring that up only because we'll post a link so you could learn more about the case. If you want to donate to his legal fund, there are ways to do that um, in ways that I would trust because I trust the groups doing it. Um, but anyway, I just want to bring that up. Um, Oof, let me go. That's scary. Let me go to a more serious. Well, not more serious. Let me go to a different story that more uh, serious than yeah, a guy being put to death. I don't think I could do that. Yeah. Um, this this came as a shock to me because there is a school in Ohio, Cedarville University in date uh, near Dayton. It's a fundamentalist Christian school. Nothing weird there. There's a bunch of those around. But OK, Cedarville University. Here's the story uh, mm-hmm. told from one perspective. A couple of years ago, the guy who runs the school, his name is Dr. Anthony Moore, he hired, I'm sorry, uh, the guy who runs the school hired a guy named Dr. Anthony Moore, and he said, we want to hire you as a recruiter, which all colleges have. Like, go to high schools, find seniors who may want to come here, and sell Uh them the school, right? We want them to give give us tuition, so bring them here. Um, They liked him. Like, they liked Dr. Anthony Moore. They liked the job he was doing. So later... They gave him a job as a theology professor because like, whatever, you can just do that. Yeah. uh, He also was a basketball coach. He was a special advisor on diversity. Like he played a lot of different roles. Sorry, really quick. Special advisor on diversity. Tell me he's not white. He is black. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, okay. All right. They hired him that everything seems to be going fine. Here's what, uh, no one really knew. Like, where did this guy come from all of a sudden? Do we know that? And if you talk to the faculty members at the school, they will say, well, we heard he was working at a church in Texas and they basically fired him. Maybe, I I think what I'm paraphrasing here, they fired him for like committing a sin. And like, that's kind of all they were told. And that, that could be anything. And you know, when we talk about honor, they father or whatever, something like that. It's like, well, who knows what that was? He just like talked shit about his dad and hired him. Or was that it? Or maybe I I don't know if they said this to the faculty. I need to read through. I know. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, he was fired because of a sin issue that made him unfit for ministry. And this is what the church said when they fired him. And the thing is, the way they phrased it, it made it sound like he did something gay. Okay, so if that's the thing, you could argue that maybe the church said, look, we this guy, this guy had a relationship with somebody. We can't have him be a pastor at our church. They fired him. That to me seems like a that wasn't really a problem or anything. Sure. So the fact that a school picked him up and said, or "Well, even come work like, for us." He had an affair or something that was like right. a little un, a little more untoward, but not. I then you could understand the school saying, "Look, if if you repent, we forgive you. Come, we'll give you a second chance." And here. I'm sorry, is this new? I, I'm sure you said it, but is this new um, university? It's Christian or it's just totally right. Christian school, private okay. Christian fundamentalists. Like we teach creationism here, school. Gotcha. Um, okay. Okay. So that was like in 2017. No one knew why he got fired because the church didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, finds this new job. He's he's gone on trips with students. He taught a class called counseling and mentoring men. It's all good. He teaches a bunch of things. Okay. Here's what we found out this week because now it's all gone public. Why was this guy fired, Dr. Anthony Moore? Why was he fired from the church? Because... 
I'm so because nervous. wait for it. Um, I guess there was a youth pastor at the church who he's like, you can, I guess, just stop by my house or whatever. It's fine. And the youth pastor took a shower at the guy's place, which is not weird. Like, come over if you need to freshen up. That's fine. You can use my shower. That's not a big deal. But Anthony Moore apparently stuck his camera in the window well to record the whole thing. Oh, no. Yeah. Videotaped a guy in the shower without him knowing about it. Did it five separate times. Same guy? Same guy. I just woke up my dog. I hit the tape You're welcome. Hard. And here's the thing. So when the church fires this guy, they tell the congregation, we fired him over a sin issue. They don't say anything else. So it's no- almost like if you work for a Christian university or a church or something like that, some things should be pulled into the law as opposed <laughs> to just dealt with quote well, unquote within the church, which is code for we're just going to like shuffle this boy around and like it wasn't, fuck with somebody else and ruin their life. It wasn't a legal issue because the victim in this case, the one who's was by the way, the guy who was in the shower. Uh, he's the one who saw the camera, and I believe, Wait, yeah. Why isn't this a legal if- issue? The guy never pressed charges. That's why it's not a legal issue. But the victim said he saw the camera, and then he realized what was going on—that he was being videotaped. He went through the phone because the phone was on and unlocked, and basically, wait, wait, wait—he sent himself the videos that had been taken as evidence for himself. Right? So he's like, "No, I swear this happened." So I'm totally with the victim here. And, but then he's like, I don't want to press charges. Maybe because it's like a church thing. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, <sighs> fuck that. Oh, wait, wait. Because- I'm so not done. There's more. Oh, okay. Keep going. Then I'll <laughs> say my piece. <laughs> yeah. So the school hires Anthony Moore. All this story now, what he did, it all comes out. And the, the here's the bombshell that really happens. It yep. turns out. Dr. Thomas White, who is the Cedarville president, the college president who hired this guy, uh-huh. knew all this when he hired no. him. No. Yeah, that's the bombshell that we found out this week. And White, the president, put out a web a, a blog post where he basically said, and I'm quoting you here, don't take a sip of wine while I'm doing this. <laughs> yep. On okay, April- well, it's- Yep. On April 22nd, 2020, I learned that I did not have all the information about all the about the original incident. Okay. Instead of at most two videos, I heard there were at least five. Dot, dot, dot. Think about that one for a second. So he was apparently okay with the two videos of this guy in the shower. But three, four, five, what? Here's the thing. You know that my sort of political and social and emotional baseline is that men are monsters. Yes. I I am 34 years old, and every day I search for stories and people to disprove that. Yes. And once a week, I talk to your dumbass. Yes. And here I fucking am. Between yeah. you and Am I the Asshole on Reddit, which is the best <laughs> thing on the internet. What a fucking... Uh, I just... Yep. The... the the God, and you said this guy's black? Yep, I'll give you okay, more. I'll so give you more. so that actually steps off from me saying, like, white guys can get away with anything. Right. I mean, 
fuck me. Like, is it a Christian thing? Like, why? It's okay. a Southern Baptist thing for damn sure. By the way, <laughs> Cedarville's Board of Trustees, uh, mm-hmm. when when this guy was hired, included Paige Patterson, who we've talked about on this uh, podcast, because he's the guy who told an alleged rape victim who came to him and told him this guy at campus yes, raped, who I'm, said, avoid the police, guy? forgive the rapist. He's one of the trustees. Um, by the way, so one of the Cedarville professors, unrelated to any of this, they're like, hey, what did what did they tell you when they hired this guy? Here's what an anonymous faculty member told Christianity Today. At no point was I given enough information by Moore to assume sexual abuse or manipulation was involved. Like, no one had any idea this was the problem. Wait, so um, they, I'm sorry, they knew that the videos existed. No, 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 they did not know oh, that. They did they, know the, they, okay. They knew he committed a sin. And that was kind of it, which again, that's, it applies to everybody. They didn't. That's the fucking problem. When you say something's a sin, then me kissing a woman and me murdering somebody are both sins. Um, uh, One, uh, this is Russell L. Meek, uh, who was writing at Religion News Service, who is a Christian as well. He said, the big problems here are if why did the college president hire this guy? Why allow that person to be around students? And if yes. students need to be protected, don't they have a right to know? Here's yes. a he said, um, I want to quote this because it was really good. Um, you uh, making a biblical reference here. The restoration plan, which is we wanted to restore Anthony Moore after his sin. That's what White told everybody. The restoration plan did not leave the 99 sheep to go after the one, as Jesus taught. No, their plan abandoned the 99 by welcoming into the fold the one. And it abandoned the one by welcoming him into the exact sort of environment that facilitated his previous crime. Like, there's a. I don't understand biblical metaphors. The story is about sheep, and I don't fucking get it. You you want to go save the one that can be saved, go get that one sheep. That's not a bad thing. But you basically put the other 99 by getting that guy, which is a fair thing. Now, uh, yesterday, I think, or maybe today, uh, they the school issued another press release saying, "Look, they already fired more. That happened earlier this week. Today they announced For, that the, because they found out his past and his yes. Okay, yeah, they fired him. I I don't know what the right term for it is. Suspended, long term, whatever. Um, today they put the school's president. Uh, they suspended him while really? they do an while they do an investigation to find out how much did he know and did he was his decision making right." But holy hell, that was an insane story. At least there's consequences for the people who did. Like, I feel like every story we tell is this story. And then the end of the story is like, yeah, so the guy's teaching over at like Miami University of Ohio. So you never nerd. Yeah. Um, Um, We got some. Yeah. Go Go ahead. No, it's it's nothing. It's we, everything I have said for the last fucking five years <laughs> that we've recorded this podcast. Yeah, I have a bunch more stories, but I want to f- try to wrap up in ten minutes. But let's see if I can do what, some do you quick. Have to go to bed. Uh, the kids will be back up for their midnight. We want food, um, or whatever it is. You have to lock them in their rooms. I, I, told, I don't I own you. children. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, here's a okay. Marriage rates this week. The National Center for Health Statistics uh, revealed, and they work for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, government or agency, they said marriage rates right now are lower than they've ever been. 
there are only 6.5 marriages per 1,000 people. And we haven't seen that since like 1900. They weren't saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. They're just saying- Wait, wait. Um, Can you give me context in terms of, is that, when are these numbers from? Um, just whatever survey they did. I'm they just said, wondering if it's pre-COVID or post-COVID. Pre-COVID. It was pre-COVID not, or yeah. present like, COVID. Has nothing, to do, COVID. has nothing okay. to do with COVID. They're saying just fewer people are getting married today than ever before. So Yeah, that makes fucking sense. It does make a lot of sense. Here's the question. Why is it happening? Um, name, name a few reasons. Fucking nothing. Okay. As a married person, no monologue. You got to give me like five quick reasons. Okay. um, Why are weddings not happening? Weddings are expensive. Go on. Cohabitation is morally fine for ninety percent of human beings. (laughs) I don't need to get married, right? We're living together. Yes. Yeah. We know divorce rate is relatively high. Um. And so it it makes sense so why to get married at all. Why like, get married if there's okay. a chance that we're going to split up? We don't want to deal with a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, women don't feel like it's necessary to marry the first guy they fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, women have jobs and can pay for their own housing. Mm-hmm. And so they don't feel like they need a man to, uh, you know, house them. Yep. Um, I would add to that. Let's yeah, that that's five. fine. Um, I would add, like, it's harder to find stable jobs, harder to build a career, pay off student debt. So it's harder to get situated to a point where you can get married. So you don't want to blend your financial issues with (laughs) another human person, which is thousand percent fair. And it's not any one of these things. It's it's all of these things happening at the same time. All of the things. No wonder. So what did Pastor Robert Jeffress say? He's like a Trump mega supporting guy. Why? What was the reason he gave for why marriage rates are lower than ever? It has to be because women are cunts. Like that's <laughs> that is not his quotation. No, um, <laughs> am, no. I, am I in the neighborhood? He blamed the legalization of gay marriage. <laughs> he said, <laughs> "Let me quote you the whole thing." That necessarily raises the number of marriages that are happening. Oh. That's how numbers work. You know how to do basic math. He does not. <laughs> and he here's what he actually said. Whenever you counterfeit something, you cheapen the value of the real thing. Honestly, like... Th- oh, I apologize. I got to read you the rest of this quote. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. And if you expand marriage to basically any definition you want, two men, two women, three men, and a woman, I mean, if marriage is what you want it to be, why bother to get married at all? Unquote. It's so buck wild to (laughs) me that, uh, so I have, I am married. I'm in my mid thirties. Many of my friends are married. Some of them are not who are in heterosexual or homosexual relation, long-term relationships. But I can tell you right fucking now that none of the weddings I've officiated, none of my friends who have gotten married, whose weddings I've stood up with, none of them have considered whether they wanted to marry their partner based on whether other human be- people can get married in any, like genuinely yeah. the, I, like the, the fragility of these people to say like, well, I'm not going to marry this human woman I love because that guy can marry another man and also another woman, which, P.S., not legal. It's not a thing that can happen. 
but I was wondering to myself, has Buck Wild like it's this weird thing that they have of saying like it's me against the world, and for some reason everybody's like decisions, like like people who are Republican or right leaning are very like individualist. Right of like I do whatever I want, you do whatever you want, unless you're getting married, and that like sours my marriage or something. Can you somehow talk talking in her sleep? Yes, there. I was looking like, has there ever been any case of like a Christian couple that said I was gonna get married, but like then the gays got married, and I found one, and I think we talked about really? it. Wait, yeah, in like 2015 in Australia, they were taking like the the postal vote on like whether there should be marriage equality. Yes, I remember this. There was a Christian couple that said we've been married for 10 years, but if if gay people are allowed to get married, <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get a divorce. I hella remember this. And then, like, gay people had that right to marry, and they're like, uh, we're still gonna stay married. It, it, honestly, like, 2020 has been the fucking wildest year that's ever happened, and it's really shone a light light on people who are these, like, rugged individualists. Until they get the slightest inconvenience. <laughs> and then all hell breaks loose. And then all hell breaks loose. Like, I, oh my God. Um, let me I make sure it. I get to this one too, because this is a new story that will be out, I think, tonight or tomorrow. Okay. Uh, there, you know, there's so much COVID research being done right now, trying to develop a vaccine, trying to get to the bottom of how to prevent this, the spread and of how it. How it spreads with. Um, Symptoms, yeah. Yeah, there's a doctor at the Kansas City Heart, Heart Rhythm Institute, which You're I don't know. You're saying that with sarcasm, so I assume I'm not going to like this doctor. Well, because I can't tell if that's a legit place or not, but he seems oh, like okay. a regular cardiologist, whatever. He okay. just launched a four-month study of COVID patients to find out if strangers praying for them... No. Will make a no. difference... No, no. ...in their recovery. No, He said... No. No. In this trial. Now, here's the no. good news about this. Let's don't. say there's a thousand patients. No, listen. No. There's a thousand patients. Not tell me to listen, Hammett. <laughs> there's a thousand patients. They're all they're all going to be treated and and dealt with the same way. They don't even know they're part of this experiment, basically. So they'll all get the treatment they want. But half of them, half of them, according to this doctor, half of the patients randomly chosen will receive a universal prayer offered in Christianity, Hinduism, Islam, Judaism, and Buddhism, the other 500 will not. And we will see if the first group fares any better. <laughs> and again, I just want to make this clear. If you are religious... The dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Exactly it. Um, if you're in the hospital and you're religious and you pray, studies have shown you may actually benefit from that because you're at ease. You're comforted by yourself and that well, makes you, you feel better. Yeah. And if your parents say, hey, we're praying for you, or your friends or your loved ones say, we're praying for you, that will make you feel better. And also that necessitates that you have family and friends who are yes. there comforting you. So Exactly. But when strain, my phone just logged off, but I'll finish this up here. Um, my phone ran out of batteries. But I was saying that uh, when strangers pray for you, Yes. When strangers are praying for you and you don't know they're praying for you, that's a completely different issue that has never been shown to work. And 
this is a study that's been done like before in in other situations and it's never happened. So this guy's testing a thing called intercessory prayer. It's useless. That's all I'm going with. I can't believe anyone's doing this, but I guess the upside is the patients don't even know what's happening and it doesn't look like this costs any money. It's just a waste of time more than anything else. Like who who is this for? I, I think he just wants to see if prayer can work. I think there was an article in NPR where they said, they quoted this doctor as saying, I told my wife about this, and I'm paraphrasing, she basically rolled her eyes at him. But he's like, maybe yeah, it'll work, and if it now. works, wouldn't that be interesting? Like, yeah, maybe it would. It's not going to work. Stop yeah, this is the it, 2020, when we've been trying to figure out if prayer works for the last 2,000 years. 2020 is the moment that it really clicks in. But right. Finally got finally it. It's like, oh, guys, now. guys, 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 I'm so sorry. I've been letting infants die for no specific reason, <laughs> but this is the thing I'm really going to step in on. Yeah. So no. that's those are the ones I had to get through. Uh, there are other things that happened this week, but whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Um, Where do we find you? Wait, I have a couple things I want to talk about. Oh, please. Uh, one is um, the if you are a Patreon subscriber, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash friendly podcast. My husband and I have been doing uh, we've been watching movies about people being trapped places and uh and recording podcasts about them my husband was a film major he's a nerd um i am much easier to please than he is um tonight before we did this uh mikey and i watched um it's called he's out there he's outside unclear um it's just like a really standard horror movie that spooked me and Mikey hated and genuinely we talked about it for maybe it was maybe 45 minutes it's the hardest I've laughed in like three weeks because Mikey was so angry that I enjoyed enjoyed this stupid movie always a good horror movie when you're laughing throughout yeah exactly that's one two if you listen to Judge John Hodgman um, you'll hear a recording of me talking this week because I sent in a a a request for for Judge John Hodgman's um, ruling. Three, I was also, and this isn't something anybody can find, but John Hodgman does a daily uh, uh, Instagram live feed called Get Your Pets. He does it every day at 4 Eastern, so 3 Central. Um, I was on it earlier this week. And so on, I don't know if you've ever done an Instagram live guy, but you do it and people can request to be on your show or like to be let in. And so he just picks random people and interviews their pets. So it's usually dogs or cats. Sometimes it's emus or birds or what the fuck ever. I was on, on Monday, I think with, with Dottie, it was a fucking delight. So those are (laughs) this, everything is garbage. This has been kind of a fun week, all things considered. Um, But all that said, you can if you want to. Oh, also, brag time. Yesterday, I finished 30 days of yoga. I did 30 days in a row of yoga every day. Don't. Okay. I understand you're about to say that it's the whitest thing you've ever heard, and that's not unfair, but I feel really good about it. So I'm not going to let you take this. I me. was going to say congratulations. Oh, I don't know what you're talking you. about. You were not. You've never congratulated me on fucking that is anything. That true. 
Um, but if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's the same thing, but with Y, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-Y. Because I did this in like fucking 2009. I didn't know anybody would care. It's not my fault. Um, Hemant, where can we find you, bud? I'm at Hemant Meta. Go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Thank you to Probably, everyone. what do we say, this weekend or early next week, we'll do our watch that terrible movie. Yeah, we're going to watch the terrible movie soon. I I've actually thought like should I ship him in a bottle of wine so he can drink while we're doing this? Yes. But like Are you sure you don't drink wine very much? I need to ship out my kids first, but then I'm all <laughs> in. Okay, um hey, email us at friendlyatheistpodcast@gmail.com. Oh, really quick before we go, of course I want to uh, read uh, the latest five-star review of our podcast which i'm going to find right now i just have it pulled up because i'm a real professional um this is from uh i assume it's raven r-a-v-y-n 79 uh informative and easy to listen to one of my favorite uh one of my favorite podcasts feels like i'm listening to a conversation my friends are having thank you very much um you can just go on itunes or whatever and leave us a five-star review um it means a lot um Send this to your friends if you want, or if not, I don't, I don't care. Do it. I'm never leaving my house. <laughs> um, all right, Hamid. We'll I'll talk, talk to you next week. week. Bye. All right. Bye.